Welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm just uh, enjoying speaking to you wherever you are. Sometimes I have in my mind someone I'm speaking to. Today I'm imagining you're on your bike, cycling along with your earbuds in. Now, don't worry if you're not there. This is still going to be relevant to you. I'm going to pray for you if you're on your bike or, or wherever you are listening to this. Heavenly Father, I pray as we get into today's subject that the Holy Spirit would be at work and that he would teach us and he would inspire us. Holy Spirit, fill us <laughs> and encounter us today. And today's subject is how to hear God better. We're, we're looking at this subject of today uh, of, of hearing God. Now, God's been speaking to man for millennia, the prophets, um, through angels, through all kinds of things, through the through the millennia and 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 his ultimate speaking was in jesus who was the word made flesh he was the logos he was god's logic he was god's word in human form and then and jesus said to us that that as his sheep we would hear his voice in john 27 so god is a speaking god he loves to speak to us he wants to speak to us and he wants us to hear what he's saying and, and you can see that in, in the life of Jesus, that he was, he was incredibly effective at hearing the Father, um, and the Father was doing and saying a lot. Jesus said that he only said what he heard the Father saying, and he only did what he saw the Father doing. And John tells us that towards the end of his gospel, that that actually the world couldn't contain the books of of the the miracles and the works that Jesus did, and that was in like three three and a half years. Of ministry it's phenomenal God's saying and doing a lot and Jesus was so good at hearing that every one of his de- declarations if you like every one of his pronouncements was a hundred percent effective and fruitful um, <clears throat> so that's where we want to be and that's where we can be because we're we're sons we're sons of the same kind we're indwelt by by Jesus but but there's some things to learn uh, and here's a couple of scriptures. I tried doing this the other way around and I started again because let me just read these scriptures and then you'll see what I'm getting at rather than try and say something and then read the scriptures. Here we go. Hebrews 5 verse 12 says this, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. Uh, you need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So here's a distinction between the level of teaching you're able about God or the oracles of God that you can actually cope with. Jesus said to his disciples in John 16, 12, I still have things, many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into into all truth. Um, So they weren't ready yet to hear all that he had to say to them. So it's possible to be not equipped to hear. um, And there are levels of hearing. There are levels of maturity. and another scripture that kind of helps with this and points to this is Mark 4. Let me read you this. Mark 4, 22. Nothing, for nothing is hidden except to be manifest, nor is anything secret except 
to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And it sounds obvious, but we'll talk about it in a second. And he and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. So be careful what you listen to, he's saying. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. So so where are we going to go with this? Well, let's just talk about that measure thing. So the, be careful what you listen to. So in the negative, let's use the negative, let's use the positive. The negative, say you're someone who's got a bit of an ear for a bit of gossip and a bit of criticism. If that if that's what you're going to pay attention to, that becomes your measure. And it's amazing how more of it will be added to you. And people who are a bit maybe inclined that way are going to find you. You're just going to have a party with that. Flip it around the other way. Pay attention to what you hear. If you pay attention and use a measure which values the prophetic in your life, guess what? You're going to become a prophecy magnet. If you value the words he's given you, if you seek it out and then do well with what you've received, they're going to keep coming at you. You're going to have more than you know what to do with. That's the point of the measure is that still more will be added to you. So pay attention to what you hear. <clears throat> and of course, he said, let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And Jesus says this quite a few times. And, and the point is, do not come with a preset filter to listen to the Lord. Otherwise, you're probably not going to get it. Um, so it's not having ears that are closed. It's not prejudging. It's not having some set of preconceived ideas that means uh, you're going to reject information from God in certain areas. And the, I mean, the, the classic guys at this were obviously the Pharisees and the Sadducees who just were shut down. But we just have to be careful that we don't bring our own agenda to listening to God. And well, he can't speak to me about that because that that's not up for grabs here. I mean, I'm just thinking, trying to think practical things here, but you know, he can't speak to me about moving moving house because I love this house and I've got to stay. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about changing where I live or, you know, something like that. We can just be so, so already settled that we, we're just not willing to entertain something from God about it. That doesn't help us become those who hear everything he wants to say. We've already got our resistance up. So ears to hear is ears that are open to whatever he wants to say in whatever direction he wants to speak. And the next thing that this points to, these scriptures point to, is, is the whole idea of obedience. Now, I think this working, this maturing, this getting going from milk to uh, to steak, if you like, a good meal, uh, it, it is connected with this process of obedience because it's by this diligence, <clears throat> it's by paying attention, uh, it's by it's, it talks about powers of discernment trained by constant practice. All right, so it's about practicing. And, and John 14, 21 illuminates this a bit more for us. Whoever has my commandments, it says, and keeps them, he is who loves me. I just want to add in here a second that what he's saying is, not he's not saying is prove you love him by keeping my commandments. What he's saying is if you love me, you'll you'll obey me. That's the outflow of a heart that has affection for me. And, and he goes on to say, he who loves me will be loved by my father. I will love him 
and manifest myself to him. So there's a connection from the heart that loves is a heart that obeys, and the heart that obeys then opens up the heart of the Father to show more revelation to us. Um, and so that obedience cycle becomes a cycle in which more is released as we do what we've been given. Um, and I, I've seen this work in my own life. As a young Christian, I remember just being really short of money. We'd just married and it was a big, long commute. We're using loads of money on petrol. We'd just bought a house, you know, all those sort of pressures. And I remember talking to my, back then, they were called house group leaders. Uh, like, oh, I'm short of cash. What should I do? Maybe I could not pay my tithes for a couple of months. And he's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Trust God and, and do what you believe you should do. Uh, because he's going to open up riches to you. He's going to show you things. If, if you keep obeying, he's going to show you stuff. And and so we kept obeying as, as tight as it was, and he did. And and, and and he did show us stuff. And and actually, it became a habit of our life that, I've, that we've done for more than 40 years. I have zero regrets. I've only seen God do incredible stuff So and, and favour and blessing in that area. So... The other thing that can be happening here is we're accountable for what we hear and see. Um, the clearest one for me is the example where Jesus is is, is rebuking uh, Capernaum, Bethsaida, and saying, woe to you, because if the miracles done amongst you have been done uh, uh, in Sodom, then they would have, they would have repented. And... Um, there's, a, there's an accountability comes when God shows us something and speaks to us. Um, and so as a, a good father to us, he's not, if we are in the habit of not obeying and just have a big kind of queue of words that we've yet to do, he's not going to add to that. He's not going to add more potential for a disappointing uh, moment of accountability with him which I believe we all will have. We all do, uh, we're all, if you like, our salvation is we're saved from uh, eternal judgment and death, but we're not saved from giving account for what we've done with our lives, and we're not saved from giving account for what we've done with our gifts and so on. You see that in the parable. So he's actually being kind to us, but not giving us more information that we're not going to do. Um so yeah, obedience. Check, check that out. Just check. You know, sometimes this can happen by um, not like not on absolute purpose. You know, just you forget. Oh yeah, God spoke to me. I need to check. You don't have a little cue that needs of words and instructions and things He'd love you to do. Get on, get onto them, and you'll find that hearing Him becomes easier and clearer and cleaner as a result. And He'll say more. He'll give you more as you work with what you have. And, and that moves us into this mature capacity. I just believe there's a there's a digestive system upgrade here. You know, to, to kids, the little babies, you give them milk because they just can't digest steak or you know something solid. And then as they grow a little bit, you can give them solid food. And he says solid food is for the mature who have the, their powers of discernment trained by constant practice. There's something about growing in God, working with what he's showing us, uh, that develops our ability to digest the things he wants to say. Uh, it's possible that you could 
have things to say to us that would give us terrible stomach ache if we're not in a place of actually able to digest to digest it it requires some things he shows us requires a strength and maturity and a grace just to carry them uh, without them stumbling you i mean the ultimate example of this would be the apostle paul who talks about how uh, he gets this thorn in his flesh so that he wouldn't become exalted because of his abundance of revelations you know it's some pretty heady stuff god can show you and reveal himself to you in, in remarkable ways you know dreams and visions and encounters that that are so uh, beautiful and so inspiring so overwhelming he, he wants he, he wants you to be able to handle that and not go to your head <laughs> when he gives you that and so that that if you like that, working with the lower level revelation, working with what you do have grows the capacity and the strength to carry more and and more beautiful, powerful encounters, more profound uh, words, more more weightiness. Uh, it can trust you with more because you've practiced and because you can discern. The other thing it talks about is discerning good from the bad. And actually, that's something actually in hearing God is something you have to work at is figuring out what's what is his voice and what is maybe a distraction or just just something coming from my own flesh or even occasionally from the the devil you know he's trying to sow distracting thoughts and words in our head so we we actually learn by doing it sometimes it's like that with things like words of knowledge you know you get some wrong but you just learn by doing it and and, and you become proficient in many things in god by trying by doing and you learn what works what doesn't you learn what's him and what perhaps wasn't don't be afraid of trying it out it develops mature capacity strength to carry the word that he wants to give you for your life and for others lives um the next thing really is is i call it listening on the right frequency there's a, a great moment in john's gospel where Jesus says, just John 12, 28, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I've glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus said, this voice came for your sake, not for mine. Well, I, I, some people could hear it and other people just thought it was thunder. Um God, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. He's got, got his own way of speaking sometimes. And we have to be attuned to that. Um, but I guess what I want to point to just here is if what you're hearing is laced with condemnation, discouragement, then it's not him. If you're trying and trying and trying to hear God, often that is where it doesn't work because he doesn't speak through our flesh or our, men, our mental gymnastics. He speaks from our spirit um, and by the spirit because he lives inside of us. So um, a good while ago now, a couple of years ago, uh, no, it's more than that with COVID, three years ago or so, I was riding a spin bike uh, in uh, in a spin class in the gym and uh, when I'm doing that, it's all in. You know, I haven't got energy to think about anything else. I'm just trying to get those pedals around. Uh, and suddenly I hear this voice call my name. And it 
he called my name Andy, Andy. And it was so profound and so strong that it, 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 it like vibrated in my body. And, and, and I, I lifted my hands in worship. It looked like I was stretching to the people in the class. And I knew it was the Lord, and he was calling my name, and it was that, a sense of that, you know, the, the experience of that scripture of him crying out uh, that I was a son, you know, that he knew my name, that the crying out, Abba Father, inside of me, uh, the spirit bearing witness with my spirit that I was a child of God. Amazing, just amazing. And then I got home, and being me, I said, God, why, why, why didn't you speak to me with a an audible voice. I mean, this felt almost audible, but it was clearly inside me. And he just said, well, you know, if, if I if I did that, and I've done that for others, but if I did that for you, it would just reinforce the idea that I am external and separate from you. What I want you to know is that I live inside you. I'm like, wow. So there is a frequency. There is a life of God inside us. Christ is in us, the hope of glory, and he's speaking from the inside out. And sometimes it just means tuning in. It can be a time of worship. It can be speaking in tongues. It can be, sometimes I just find rest. Uh, when a less busy head, sometimes then it's just like, oh, that's what he's saying. It just becomes so obvious. Listening to the right frequency. Don't generate God speaking through your flesh and energy. And this connected to developing intimacy with him. Uh, and I've got friends who are better than me at this, but asking questions, have time where you have conversations with him, not uh, where there's no agendas, where it's not like a prayer life, gosh, I need this for the kids and I need that, that thing and I don't know what to do with that and I need to hear on this. But actually, time where he can say what he wants to say. Because so, often I've found what he wants to say is incredibly relevant to what I need, but it's coming from left field. It's coming differently. Um, so developing that intimacy again, which is connected to tuning into that inner voice and learning to uh, abide in the one who abides in us, as John 15 talks about. And I think it's a lifetime process learning to abide in him. He's already in us, but learning to abide in him. And then attuned to his language. I mean, he loves to speak, and he loves to speak sometimes in uh, the the unusual. Um, he uses nature. He uses animal behavior. He uses angels. He, it's strange coincidences, things on repeat. Uh, a while ago, it was just tough early lockdown. And Teresa and I were out walking on a really misty morning. And we had this incredible experience where there was a light behind us, the sun behind us, and it created this thing called a Brocken Spectre that projected our image onto the mist in front of us. And at the same time, a cloud arch was created around that Brocken Spectre. So it was two incredibly rare meteorological atmospheric events happened simultaneously to us one morning as we were doing like a bit of a prayer walk and it was special i mean it it we thought about it for days afterwards said god what were you saying and and he spoke to us through it. It, it, it 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 impacted us in a way that just words wouldn't there was another time we were actually on a holiday and and we just looked up and suddenly noticed there was about i think it was became six birds of prey circling directly over our head 
There was first there was one and two and and we felt God speak to us about that, about leaders that would gather around us and it and it and it's come true. Um you know, we know people who've had angels show up. We've had angels show up in prayer meetings. Um so the the, the if we're open and we want to hear God, He's got some amazing ways that He can speak um, through through these kind of events. Um, and if our eyes are open and, and and we're we're interested, He'll do it. He really will. Um, and another thing that helps us to hear better is to actually be be seekers of God and seekers of truth, and 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 have some hunger. Stir up the hunger. Proverbs twenty five. Two says that it's the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search it out. It's like I think Bill Johnson says it this way: he hides things so that we can find them. It's like the the Easter egg, egg hunt we have in our garden sometimes for grandkids. You know, we're not we're not making it too hard for them to find them, but you need some appetite and some excitement and some willingness to to do some discovery work, maybe do some Bible study. Do other kinds of research, prayer. Just seek him out. God, I need an answer, and he loves to reveal these things. And it's kings. We are we are royalty. We are royal sons and daughters, and and it's our glory. Actually, it's a glorious thing to seek things out and discover um, words and truths that God has concealed for us. And and this is, I think, this is my final yeah final point. Then we'll wrap it up. Really. I can't get away from this scripture. I don't still totally know why, but here's part of the reason. Don't take offence. Listen for the life. And, and John John 6 is is amazing. You read the whole thing, is amazing. But the, the, the second half of John 6, you've got Jesus telling them how he's the bread of life and and that all sounds very good, you know, that that, that he, he's full of life and his words are life. But he then get, he, I mean, he doesn't give up on this point and he drives it to the point of saying, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Uh, and at this point, it's not going down well because he, he, he doesn't interpret it for them. He doesn't say, really what I'm speaking about is communion. That that's something we would add to this later. The people that were there started to leave because they thought this is a very hard saying. Um, we and it said they were offended and they left. Um, yet this is something the father was saying because we know that he only said what the, he heard the father say. If something the father was doing, it reflects the father heart of God. And what is going on here, Jesus? You are you are saying possibly the hardest thing that these people could hear it's offensive now he is going to offend us he's going to offend you he's going to say things that offend you and give you the option at that point what you do with it now the disciples and the ones closer in didn't leave and he actually said to them are you going to go <laughs> you know he's like well let's have a complete clear out here um, which again I find remarkable for other reasons. You know, he's he's a guy who's come to change the world, and he's quite willing to lose everybody in his congregation. But that's a whole other point. Lord, to whom should we go? Is their response? So he said, "Are you going to go too?" And I think Peter says, "Lord, to whom should we go? 
You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you're the Holy One of God. So you can offend us all you like, but we're not clear enough because there's something in what you say that brings life to us. You have words of eternal life. And just a little bit before this, Jesus had been saying how his words are spirit and life. Um, oh, this is tricky. We, our culture has become more and more easily offended. Um, but, you know, unless you are 100% super aware of yourself, 100% understand yourself, see yourself, and you have 100% comprehension of the nature of god then there are going to be things that he's going to say that don't fit your grid and hallelujah for that because if if everything just fitted in our grid and never actually challenged or offended us then we'd end up with a god in our own image we just bring him to our size and, and i've had conversations with people and done it myself where it's like oh if you know if you're not polite and you don't wrap the thing up the right way they're not going to listen the father reserves the the right it seems to say things in a very unwrapped up impolite fashion in order to dis disrupt our steadiness and disrupt our, our comfort that we could hear something we really need to hear um ouch you know so let's not back off when we feel god is saying something offensive that can come through preaching it come there's lots of offensive things just reading scripture that's the time to press in that's the time to seek out because uh, he's looking for a response here i really believe he's looking for our heart response are we going to let something offensive cause us to take a step back from him or or are we going to discern something else so what was happening with the disciples is they discerned that he had eternal life he, that his words had life that even if they didn't make sense and even if they were offensive when he spoke they came alive they helped them know who they were they helped them know what they were there for they were inspiring they were life-giving they were envisioning all those things that that speak life was happening even in the midst of craziness and listen for the life it's such so many lessons here listen for the life of god in the words not whether you're offended by it or not and if an offense thing starts to happen in your life maybe it's time to be stretched out of your current state of understanding and it's time to press in rather than back off so that's my that's my uh, john 6 appeal to you and remember, in all these things that we're talking about, the different ways that God communicates through prophecy or through uh, through nature or, or, or that inner audible voice or, or these things that we're speaking about here, he never speaks things that take you outside Scripture. So by that, I mean, he's not, he's not going to add to Scripture. He's going to help you understand Scripture and he may challenge you know, the Bible in your head is not necessarily the Bible that's in the book or in his head. And we need him to to shake us out of our understandings regularly. Uh, but fundamentally, he doesn't take us outside of Scripture. Just and, and so I guess I do have another point, which is in terms of hearing God, reading Scripture, knowing Scripture is such a massive help. It helps in the discerning good from evil bit. 
that we talked about earlier on. It helps in getting to know the tone and sound of the voice of the Spirit, because as soon as you start to read Scripture, you start to hear the Holy Spirit coming at you through the words reading Scripture, meditating on Scripture is another brilliant way to do this. So chewing it over, asking it questions, asking Holy Spirit to help you. Read the Bible, study the Bible, and you will get your ear tuned in to the voice of God rapidly and become more mature and more able to digest the things that he wants to say to you. So I'm going to pray for you again, and, uh, and we're going to close. So. Father, thank you. You love to speak to us. You want to speak to us more. Uh, and, and I pray for everybody listening that they were to hear you better today, that they would take steps to hear you better. They would clear out any backlog of, uh, of, of uh, things where they need to obey you. They would tune in. They would read their Bibles. They would feed on you in whole new ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.